Edge of Your Seat podcast, we have said before, hey, this is going to be a short intro and then talk for quite a few minutes. This right here, episode 134, is going to be a legit quick intro. Why, you ask? Because we have so much awesomeness with our guest, Gavin Kurtz, wrestling coach, wrestling extraordinaire. I compared him to Vince McMahon, WWE's Vince McMahon, just because of everything that he does or has done with wrestling. So we talk. He had took the Illinois Corn Stars, a youth team from Seneca to Ocean City, Maryland for a national duels tournament through the National High School Coaches Association, November 7th and 8th. Some LaSalle Peru kids on the team. He's from the area. It's wrestling in... November, it's a winter sport, but we're not going to have it with IHSA, COVID-19. We talk about all that with Gavin and with Brock Neal. Brock Neal is a LaSalle, Peru senior who may miss his senior season. During the initial interview with Gavin, I had said, hey, you're a high school coach. You have done everything, youth, junior high. And then he's like, well, I've never been a head coach for a high school program. The very, very next day, Gavin is in contact with Putnam County Hall, Putnam County Athletic Director, Chris Newsom, and bam, he's got a head coaching job with a high school. So I don't know if Edge of Your Seat Podcast is a fortune teller, a mind reader, predicting futures, I don't know, but Gavin's got a job, super happy for him, great wrestling mind, great for the kids. I'm really excited to see what he can do with Putnam County and all. Three interviews on here. First, Gavin talking about the duels, his love for wrestling, the weirdness of IHSA. Then we go to Brock Neal, who talks about the amazing time that he had at the duels and how he's a beast, because he is. And he's compared to somebody you might have heard of named Brock Lesnar. But I'll let Gavin and Brock talk about that. I won't elaborate. Then he talks about the craziness of his senior year and, you know, it's stressing them out. It's stressing out these high school kids that, especially for seniors, they don't get the prom. They're not getting homecoming or Sadie's or the things that they look forward to their entire life. Now they get there and they can't have it. He explains that and you can feel the pain, passion, regret, the want in his voice as he's talking. Then we speak to Gavin again after he is offered the Putnam County Hall job, which was just passed through in a school board meeting on Monday. Today is Tuesday, November 17th. Just passed through on Monday. It's awesome. Future telling. Future telling is the next business of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Maybe we'll have some podcasts, some episodes on telling the future. No, probably not. We'll stick to what we're doing. And that, on this one, is having a short intro. Let's have a couple words from our sponsors, then we'll kick it to Gavin and Brock, talk some wrestling, talk some life, talk a little bit of everything. Let's face it, it's not easy to get in shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time, work schedules, lack of a support system, motivation may be low, don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Prue Mall, 
across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time, one day a week. No, there are many options and classes only last an hour. A support group, LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation, the trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including bodyweight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided or pushed at a productive, comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You go at your own pace. Want to go hard? Hello? How are you? Go at it. It's that kind of atmosphere. Want a more relaxed approach? You'll receive the same welcoming smile. Hello? How are you? Let's get to it. Injuries and mobility restrictions? These are a top priority at LP CrossFit, as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Summer came and went, fall is just about over with as well. This doesn't mean there isn't time for end of the year home improvements. Olson Construction works hard to help its customers until it's no longer possible. You know, whenever mother nature decides. Until then, Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. With COVID-19 making it hard to celebrate the holidays, this may be a good time to make your home as comfortable and cozy as possible. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Episode 134, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Your host, Brandon Lachance. Check us out on social media, Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook and Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. Shoot us an email about anything you wish. Anything that you can put in an email, you can send to us. Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com. And don't know where you listen to this one, but if you want to get the word of mouth out, say, hey, I just heard this cool show. Maybe you should check it out. Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and very, very, very shortly, YouTube Music. Google Music is no more. Moving it to YouTube Music. Have a great Tuesday. Have a great Wednesday morning, afternoon. We will be back Wednesday late afternoon, night-ish, with another show Featuring St. Bede senior Elena Wamhoff, who is now going to be a Division I volleyball player with University at Albany. She's going to New York, ready to play some big girl volleyball. Excited for her, and we will share her excitement in the next episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until then, peace. Most parts of the world, it is not wrestling season. 
kind of doing other sports. It's getting to wrestling season if we were in normal time, not COVID-19 era that we're in now. But my guest today is always wrestling. In my eyes, he's like the Vince McMahon of high school and youth wrestling. Of course, I am talking about Gavin Kurtz. Gavin, my man, what's up? How are you, Brandon? I am good. Have you ever been called Vince McMahon before? No, no, I have not. I've heard comparisons to uh, Kurt Angle or Joe Rogan, but that's about it. <laughs> you kind of do look like Rogan a little bit, though. Yeah, with a belly, yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to wrestling, you are like the first person that comes to my mind. You have coached all different levels. You've been high school head coach, high school assistant coach, wrestled in Ottawa. You have pretty much done everything wrestling. Now you help or you do run a youth, do you call it a youth team, a youth camp? Um, we're more just an off-season club, all ages. And we are talking about Illinois Corn Stars. So you have really done it all. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't think I've ever been a head coach yet for, uh, for a high school IHS 18, but yeah, I've been wrestling since I was uh, six, seven years old. So you like it just a little bit? A little bit, to say the least. And I know you said you have not been a head coach for wrestling, but, 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 without you, I don't know if John Barnes wins the state championship, to be completely honest. Yeah, well, he's a freak athlete. You know, who knows with that one, but we put a lot of work into him. Yeah, and you were a huge contributor to that main, I'm not going to say main factor, but definitely a key contributor. Well, we just wanted to win the state, and we got it. That's, I, don't, I don't know what else to say to that. We had a goal, and we, we put a lot of work in and achieved it. Did he throw you around? No, that's something I still give John crap to this day. Uh, he never scored a point on me, and um, I'm going to keep it that way. I will never wrestle John again. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen him lately, yeah, I don't, I don't want any part of that. I have not seen him lately. What does he look like? Oh, man. He, he looks like he can throw a 50-pound plate probably 200 yards. In high school, he was a big boy. No, this is two or three steps up. He might have even got taller, but them shoulders in the back filled out. He's, he's a big kid. I'm kind of scared now. It's like thinking like Incredible Hawk in my head. It, it really is like that. Actually, was it the movie 300 where they get the guy on the chains? They caught him out of the chains, a super big guy, and then they end up hacking the, the Spartans hack his head off. That's what, that's what John Barnes looks like, that big guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talking about big guy, or big guys, you just had an event for Illinois Corn Stars and brought some guys down there. Sounds like you did pretty well. Yeah, well, um, just got back this morning uh, from Ocean City, Maryland for the NHSCF Fall Duels. Brought two teams down. And, uh, yeah, I did, did fairly well, I think. Didn't you guys go, like, 6-0? and oh? The gold team, yeah. The gold team uh, ran the gauntlet, won it. Normally, this tournament, there's a day three um, because of COVID and everything going on. They uh, left it at that, so we were group champions. Sure as hell, like, to get back and have a day three and see how high we could have gone with this team, but the gold team did pretty well. And then what was the other team that you had? Our silver team, um... They came in, we had, we had a full lineup, but we had two kids who had to uh, back out last minute because of sickness. And uh, so they were giving up 12 points just coming off the bat. But every duel they lost, they were right in it. Um, if they had a full lineup, they could have swung the other way. They might have been able to do the same thing in their division. What ages are the wrestlers that you had at the, you said in Maryland? Yep, Ocean City, Maryland. These were all high school ages. I, uh, with it being middle of school year, I couldn't get a big coaching staff, so I 
I mean, I was pulling guys from all over the place just to coach, so I really couldn't get the whole uh, five, six, seven teams we normally put together. You usually bring six or seven teams there? Yeah, we'll bring a couple of youth teams. We'll bring four to five high school teams. This is the smallest we've ever gone with two. And most of it because of COVID? Yeah, um, it wasn't too hard finding kids to do this. Like I said, it was, it was hard to find into coaches, just getting guys who can get off work, you know? Were you surprised that they still had the duels, knowing, you know, the state of the country with COVID? Yes, extremely. Um, didn't feel good about it till the week of, I'm not going to lie, uh, especially with everybody. HSCA, when they, this is actually a rescheduled tournament from Memorial Day weekend, and they pushed it back, I don't know, five, six times. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was nice to actually uh, get in and get it done. So even though it was the least amount of teams, least amount of wrestlers you've had with you, and a day shorter than normal, still happy that you got it in. Yeah, couldn't be happier. Could not be happier to get back on the mats. It's been eight months, so we needed it. How was the excitement level for the kids? I mean, like you said, it's been a long time since they were on the mats. Probably didn't know if this tournament was even going to happen. It's a yearly thing, and bam, they were able to participate and go. The excitement level was through the roof. It's something, unless you're there and you can be on the bench for it, can't really put it into words, but uh, yeah, it was definitely buzzing. Um, I know our goal team with the success they were having, uh, nothing, nothing's more fun than winning, so they were hooting and hollering and really getting after it and having a good time. I do not know much about the event that you just went to, but what is the kind of competition level? Is it usually some of the top wrestlers around? Oh, absolutely. Um, Team Shot, Team Kong, um, I think even Mom and Rage and Reasons, they put together some pretty good teams. It's not anything rare to run into, a, or it's not anything uncommon to run into a team with 10 of 14 kids nationally ranked. So competition level is pretty high. How many years have you been going to this tournament in Ocean City, Maryland? Like I said earlier, this is a rescheduled event. And normally it's in Virginia Beach, Virginia. But got rescheduled, and I don't, I don't know if the governor in Virginia was even allowing sports or what was going on there. So uh, this is our first time actually going to Ocean City, but this specific tournament, uh, five years. What were the abbreviations for the duels again? NHSCA, National High School Coach Association. Just to double clarify, make sure we got it in there. When you were younger, did you wrestle in this? No. Um, the duels, this is, I think, their 20th year. So when I was real little, I didn't, um, but I did do your individual tournament in high school. They run an individual, and then they run the duels normally a week or two after. Who were some of the wrestlers that you brought with you? Let's start with the gold team since I went 6-0. and Who were some of your top wrestlers on the gold team? Um, we were looking at it earlier. I think we had four kids go undefeated, actually. Egan Roberson went undefeated. Out of Lockport, Jack Finnegan from JCA went undefeated. Um, Nate Ramsey from Lockport went undefeated. And I'm struggling to remember the last kid. Oh, Nick Renteria. Nick Renteria went undefeated. He was probably the best kid in the entire division. How old is Nick and where is he from? He's from IC Catholic in Elmhurst. Um, I want to say he's a sophomore or junior. Junior, I think. What weight is he wrestling at? 120 pounds. So he's got that stamina. Oh man, he's he's about five foot tall. He just has a motor; it doesn't stop running. Um, I'll see if I can get you a video or two to see this, but it's uh, it was something. It was something to watch. He was there with his uncle, who was actually helping us coach that goal team, and uh, I think they brought six of their kids from their high school down with us to come compete. So it was uh, it was a cool time for Nick. I know that. Awesome, good stuff.
What about the silver team? I know there was a couple local guys on that team. Silver team, I believe Connor Lorden went undefeated. I, and even though we had six duels, they found uh, two extra matches for him laying around too. And he put that on. Um, he bumped up to 222 times, I believe. Helped his team out and uh, won every match. So I, I would say Connor Lorden pretty much took over that silver team. His brother Tyler was there wrestling him. or wrestling uh, in the weight class right below him. And then above him was Ryland Poole. And are they all the South Peru guys? Yep, all um, I know from talking with you beforehand, Brock Neal, also from LaSalle, Peru, he went to the tournament. Where was he at? Brock was on our goal team wrestling uh, 195, even though he looked every bit of 285 pounds. I know he scared a couple kids, at least there. Brock was wrestling with our goal team. He went 4-2, uh, so he did pretty well himself. You showed me a video and gave me a comparison of Brock. Go ahead and tell us what you said about Brock. There's a famous video of Brock Lesnar out there from his college wrestling days. Brock hits his double leg on this kid and runs him up over and into the benches and just absolutely demolishes this 280-pound man. And Brock nailed it the exact same shot and finished it the exact same way this weekend. And uh, I wasn't the first one to make that comparison. Brock looked like Brock there. Yeah, that was pretty crazy when I saw the video. I'm like, oh, oh my. Oh, you should have seen it up close. It's actually frightening. Like, it's frightening when you're up close like that, and that's a lot of man coming at him. So, pictures do it, don't do it justice. Yeah, man, I, I kind of wish I was there to see it, because it was frightening, intimidating on video, so it would have been amazing to watch in person. Well, I know Brock's cut down a weight class from last year from 220 down to 195. He's been powerlifting like crazy. He's a big kid. If there's a season, Coach Redbolt is going to be really happy with him, and uh, hopefully you get to see it up close in person yourself. Definitely, 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 definitely. And when you are talking about Coach Rebholtz, you are talking about Matt Rebholtz, the new coach at LaSalle, Peru. How well do you know him? Uh, I think we've said a couple words in passing, but not too well, not too much. Um, St. Peter, Seneca never really dueled again at uh, LaSalle, Peru High School. So he was a little bit older than me. We never really crossed paths. So. That is weird. How come St. Pete and LP, just for kicks and giggles, never wrestled each other? What do you think would happen? <laughs> um, the answer right there. Um, Coon and the other guy weren't big fans of St. Pete even coming out. They thought they were stealing kids and shit from them. So, but I believe they are actually on, are on schedule to wrestle each other this year for the first time ever. Wow, that's crazy. The first of season. Yeah, because we're, you're only like, I guess with the IHSA, you're, you're put in the regions and you can't leave your region. So a lot of these teams we, you know, that you normally duel, you're not, there's no traveling really. You're going to stay within an hour and a half of where you go or where you're from. Gotcha. So when you were coaching with St. Bede and coaching with Seneca, that's why you didn't cross paths with Rebels because he was at LP, bigger school. Yep, going to bigger, bigger teams, yeah. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. It's not this year, though, if there's a season. Well, since you just brought it up a couple times, let's talk about that. I mean, <laughs> winter sports being thrown around. Yeah, we're going to have them. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, it's been like that like every other day for at least a good couple months here. I mean, you're a wrestling guy. It seems like you were born into a singlet and have been wrestling or coaching your entire life. What are your thoughts about the season and should we have it? I mean, you're just coming back from a tournament where high school kids were wrestling. At this point, where we're at now, I would just assume we go out and do our own thing. Um, and I think that's what the IJC is letting happen this year. It's for club and in-season to go at the same time. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm just assuming put a team together and let's go. There are tournaments all over the place. Um, some are just over the border, too. We got close ones. So, But, yeah, I, I say let's take it in our own hands. That, that's my position on it. So you're saying if the kids want to wrestle, let them wrestle? Let them wrestle. That's the hashtag on all the shirts. All the shirts I saw this weekend, let them wrestle. Did you buy one? Oh, I got one or two somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Did you make Absolutely. them? Absolutely. You should see my closet, Brandon. You should see my closet. Nothing but wrestling shirts. Describe them to me. I want to hear some of these wrestling shirts. Oh, I, I can't even get into it. <laughs> my favorite was actually given to me by, by my buddy Jordan Johnson. says, make America wrestle again. I'm all about it. Promote wrestling. And Jordan Johnson's made a name for himself too, right? Yeah, um, I think he's getting ready to uh, transition out of fighting. I've been talking a little bit. I think he's joining the Army right now, actually. The Army Reserves. Gotcha. And was he in UFC? Yeah, he went 4-0 in UFC. He didn't get the money from Dana he wanted. And so uh, TFL, Professional Fighters League, gave him an opportunity to go um, fight there for a million dollars. And that's what he went and did. Oh, wow. He's a very, he's a very smart man. He knows he's, fighting's not something you can do forever. And, you know, you can't get hit in the face. So Dana didn't like that he wasn't that exciting. And Jordan didn't care. He said, it's my brain. I'm not going to just give it up to you. But he got a chance to go fight for a million dollars, win or lose. Well, that's what he wanted. I mean, sounds like he made out when he did what he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, he, he lost that million-dollar fight. He made it to the finals, but uh, I, I still think they paid him handsomely for that, and um, he's doing all right. I mean, how could you not be doing all right by getting paid to beat people up? He loved it. He would train four or five hours a day. He was uh, he, he has a very young son. His wife's a nurse, so he was a stay-at-home dad, and he loved every minute of it. As far as I'm concerned, doing exactly what he wants to do, and I couldn't be happier for him. As we continue to talk here, you and I have been friends or been coach, journalist, relationship. I would call you a friend now, but... Yeah, you're, you're one of my favorites, Brandon. You're one of my favorites. Oh, don't make me blush now. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like your voice is going away a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a tendency to get a little animated over in the corner. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's only for a duel or a whole tournament. It gets even worse, but uh, I lose my voice real quick. So you were screaming at people? Yeah, yeah, more uh, more officials than anything else, but um, we were getting after them pretty hard this weekend. So, yep, my voice went pretty quick. It's actually come back. I haven't yelled in almost 36 hours. Wow. I wonder how the refs felt about that. We're like, oh, these people are yelling at me, or at least this guy in the corner is yelling at me. But they hadn't heard it for a long time either, so it might have been welcoming to them. I don't know if that guy's heard anything in years, Brandon. He was about 85 years old. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine hearing anything we said. <laughs> if he did, we might have been kicked out. Turned down the hearing aid a little bit? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. We had, a, we had a good nickname for him. We were, uh, our fans actually started it yelling at him, calling him Sleepy Joe, because he was just gray-haired, and he didn't look like he was anywhere near reality. Wow. They had guys running backwards the entire the entire match, and, you know, in wrestling, that's stalling. That's stalling. you got to stay in the pocket, and you you got to take it, you know what I mean? You can't run in wrestling. You, they'll, they'll knock you out. The wrestle knock you out of the match. They'll disqualify you, so. They didn't seem to really call that there, and, uh... Yeah, we let him have it. Hmm, sleepy Joe. We're there to wrestle. I, yeah, I know. I'm not, I don't want to get into all that, but 
we, we came to wrestle, you know? We didn't come to chase people around. We're there to wrestle. So moving forward, what else do you have planned for Illinois Cornstars? My children, my, my real children here, starting to get older. And my wife and I are starting to look at different tournaments to take them to. Um, they just turned seven, so... They're, they're starting to get into the sport pretty heavy. And uh, we were looking at going to Gatlinburg here at the end of the month. Haven't made a decision on that. But I'm looking to uh, probably set something up to go to Wisconsin in December. And you say they and there's seven. You have twin boys, correct? Yep, identical twin boys. Wrestling coach's dream. <laughs> when, it really is. When you found out you're having twin boys, that's immediately what you thought, wasn't it? Brandon, I've had a feeling since I was a little kid about this that I was going to have twin boys. I had their names picked out for years. For, I mean, since like 2001, 2002. So I, I had a gut feeling. Hmm. When Jenna and I went in, I told the doctor to look for a second. And they go, oh, what? You had a feeling, huh? Yep. So I, I couldn't be happier. I've never heard a story like that before. You're like, hey, I'm going to have twins. It's going to happen. I called it. I mean it, too. I... I don't know what else to say, man. I got, I got it though. What are their names that you picked out? Mason and Maverick. I like Maverick. I always thought that was a cool name. Yeah, he likes it too. <laughs> <laughs> Mason's cool too, but I like Maverick a lot. Makes me think of that uh, Mel Gibson movie. Which one? I think there's a movie called Maverick or something like that. Oh, I have no clue. You're not, not a movie guy. Not a movie guy, huh? So if you're not a movie guy, what kind of movie guy, or <laughs> what kind of guy are you, Gavin? Everything I gotta watch here, it's gotta be documentaries, it's gotta be, uh, it's all gotta be nonfiction. Yeah, I haven't seen Star Wars, I haven't seen Star Trek, I haven't seen, uh, I don't know, anything animated I don't like. I just, I can't, I, I can't wrap my mind into it. So it's gotta be something real. Yeah, I'm, I'm boring like that. Stats, numbers. So stats, numbers, are you like a mathematician yourself? That's what I, yeah, I went to college to be a high school math teacher. All I was really, really passionate about as far as school. Just loved, loved being able to prove things. And that was the thing with math. There's always one right answer. You and I are crazy opposites, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not musically inclined. I'm not artistic. Pretty boring, like I said. Except on the wrestling mat. Yeah, no. We get creative there. When you can physically do it, yeah, I, I suppose it. You don't need an imagination for that. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, this seems like a great time to play a game. Absolutely. <laughs> not into fictional stuff, not into, you know, make-believe, imagination, facts, numbers. That means you're a science guy, a history guy, want to know what happened, why it happened, when it happened. With that being said, interested in things of that nature, let's do a top five of things you're interested in over the years, whether it's conspiracy theories or, you know, planned events or, you know, mathematician stuff. What are things that have interested you over the years that you've looked into or researched? Well, I, I've been laid off for eight months. We just got back to work, so I've had nothing to do but dive into rabbit holes. Top of the list, probably, we're going to go with aliens. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and say it. We'll go number one, aliens. Two, uh, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a card collector. I like that. I collect cards and gold, so we'll put those on the list. Football cards, never a nice extension of football cards. Gotcha, gotcha. But hold on, we do have to rewind here. So we're saying don't like fiction, but then aliens. Do you think aliens are real? 
Yeah, I did. We were not talking about fixing with aliens, my man. We had the Rogan Bob Lazar podcast on for three and a half hours on the way home from Ocean City this morning, so that's fresh in the brain. If I hear the word aliens or think about aliens, I'm thinking about like animated cartoons and make believe stuff. Not you? Oh, no. No. No, sir. Have you ever seen a UFO? I have not. No. Bigfoot? I think I think we might have had a sighting in Seneca, right? I think so. In <laughs> Bigfoot was saw in Seneca? Dupont Monster, I mean, you can go ahead and look that up, but, but I think it was like uh, 2005, it was nighttime, we were driving around, but, yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Hey, I, I don't want to dive into details and be called a nut, so, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the first two, what's three? Um, I'm a golf guy. I like, there's something about it, there's no way you can be perfect at it, I like it, it's a challenge. I don't know, Brandon. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Elon, I like I like listening to Elon. Big Elon Musk fan. I think what he's doing is pretty crazy out there. You've mentioned Joe Rogan a couple times. Would you throw Joe Rogan podcast in there? That's what we should have drink podcast. Rogan's definitely number one, but Pat Maxey is right behind him. I love. I don't know if you listen to Maxey. Brandon Lachamp. Oh yeah, my buddy. Uh, my buddy Justin's got one. I like listening to. Justin who? Just flip this over to Top 5 Podcast. You got Joe Rogan, Pat Maxey, Steven Crowder, Brandon LaChance, and Justin Hollenbeck. Edge of Your Seat Podcast is honored that you put it in the uh, Top 5 here. Oh yeah, they're definitely getting an invitation to the award ceremony. I'll be, I'll be sending you the invite in the mail, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I will take it. I'll take it. Formal. Yes, yes. Mm. So, hoodie and jeans, that's okay? Oh, yeah, for me. <laughs> love it, love it. I've never been the guy who dresses up. I don't know if you ever catch a picture of me on the sidelines, but I normally have, like, slides and, slides and socks on. Every time I've seen you, you're in jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. The one time I can think of um, was down at State when John Barnes won that, that third place match, and... Someone got a picture of me jumping up, and I had khaki pants on. That was about the only time. They caught you slipping. Yep. Yep. Mid-air. Got the hang time on that one. Was that the first time you ever had hang time? Oh, no. Brandon, I could almost dunk a basketball in high school. I was, I was pretty athletic before uh, weight came on. I did know you were athletic and a crazy good wrestler. I didn't know you could jump, though. No, yeah, I could. Uh, there wasn't a sport I didn't play when I was coming up as a kid. There wasn't a single sport. So you played badminton? Um, I'm getting class, but <laughs> all the big ones. I did soccer, I did club volleyball, I did basketball, football, obviously, track, wrestling. So you were one of the kids that parents were driving everywhere for sporting events? Oh, yeah. It was a thing, though. There was four of us in our household. Most Saturday mornings, we'd go in and we'd bowl, pre-bowl, before our bowling league started, because we had football games we had to go to, and Mom would have to take me to some other practice or... Somewhere else, and my little brother would have some place to go. It was always a thing. That's awesome. So it was just a family sport affair. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we stayed busy. Mom and Dad didn't give us TV when we were kids. I think we had like four or five channels and got kicked out of the house in the middle of the day. Now, are you going to do that to your kids? No. God, I 
boys, no. No, no, no. I live on Main Street, so I, I'm terrified. I'm a different person now than my dad. <laughs> I, I try not to be, but uh, the kids, I don't, I don't like them playing in the front yard by Main Street. And the backyard flooded half the year, so I can't really put a jungle gym or anything out back for them. So we'll either go to the park or uh, play their video games or they go to wrestling practice or gymnastics or whatever they got going on. And you have a daughter as well, correct? Yeah, she's a freak. She's the strongest little girl that's ever lived. <laughs> I'm serious. It's crazy. It's crazy. How old is she? She just turned four uh, about 12 days ago now, two weeks maybe. She's already doing gymnastics and uh, wrestling. She just started wrestling about a month and a half, two months ago. Do you think she'll be able to take out one of the boys? because, I mean, they were wrestling at three or four, weren't they? No, actually, I sat them until they were five. This is uh, going to be their third year. We did not wrestle them at four, even though we could have. Just want to give them next year. I don't want my kids to be the kids that are burned out. That's one of, one of my true fears, is having a kid burn out, because I, I see it every year, you know? So we actually capped the Twins their first year. They only went to four tournaments. And last year, they only went to five tournaments. Three matches tournament, it's only 12 matches a year and 15 matches the next. All together with their offseason, they're maybe at 50 total matches in their career, so they even push them too hard. That's probably a smart move. You're right. I mean, people burn out of sports every year, all year. Yep, I like playing the long game. I don't I don't really care if my kid's the uh, seven-year-old Tulsa national champion. Um, it means nothing to us. I want to be able to have the moment with my kid. In Champaign, IHSA tournament, me in the corner. That's my dream, that's my goal. And I hope that's something I share with my twins. And maybe my daughter, if that's what she chooses as well. And what's the daughter's name? Sarah. I know we said Maverick and Mason, we kept talking about the daughter, and I'm like, okay, I know she's got a name. <laughs> yeah, no, Sarah. So she is a four-year-old Hulk Hogan. Yes, yes. Um, she was gymnastics class, and... From what I'm told and from what I've seen, she looks like she's doing pretty well. They moved her up to the five and six-year-olds already, and uh, she's doing pretty well there. So, I don't know, she hangs on bars all day long. She walks on her hands. She loves doing push-ups with her brothers. I mean, she just gets into it. And she is four. <laughs> yep, just turned four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's, she's a tough little cookie. She's way smarter than she should be, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're going to have your own wrestling team in your home. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'd love a couple more, too. One day I'll be that guy who adopts them. <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to adopt wrestlers. Anyone who knows me is probably just completely mind-blown about that. But no, I just give me the kids. I love it. I love getting into what they get into. love watching them learn. That's what I care about. It's probably what I put on earth to do, Brandon, is to teach and help kids grow, I guess. Somebody's got to do it, and I know you're good for the job, so, yeah. It's just something I like. I don't have to go out there and break my back or do anything else like that, so make important decisions. I just got to do things, show kids to do things the right way. Well, for all the kids that you help out, much appreciated, my friend. Yeah, I have more fun than they know. It does a lot for me, too. So now with the duels over, what is next for the Illinois Corn Stars and your 
wrestling phenoms you got there? Hopefully get a couple tournaments in in December, January, February here, especially with ICC not starting until, what is it, April or March. Um, we're going to be able to get some good tournaments in. So I know there's one in Indiana we want to go to, another one in Wisconsin, and uh, just about every kid I talk to wants to come back and do a Virginia Beach trip again. So that we're going to find out because it's normally Memorial Day weekend, and uh, the IHSA season is still going to be going on, so we're going to have to see if the IHSA is going to move that back or what. When they are not training with you or they're not on the wrestling mats in Seneca, the home of the Illinois Corn Stars, what are you preaching them to be doing, taking care of their body, how they eat, workouts? What are you trying to tell them to do to keep it going? Basically, every mistake that I've ever seen, I, 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 try, and, I try and keep it in their ears. So I'm always, I'm always on them. Whether it's great, doing the right thing um, inside and outside the classroom, obviously, um, running, lifting. And uh, one thing I always like to tell them is go, go, go to other coaches. I'll never be that guy who's mad because you only, you know, I'm, be in my room, be in my room, be in this room. Go other places, learn from other people, get different experiences from different different coaches. That's the only way I think you're really going to get better because if, you, if you're only learning from me, then you're only learning one style, you know? Because I'm only going to show you what I'm good at. I can't show you something I'm not good at, right? So, just like any other sport, you have specialists for different spots. Utilize them. That's what I like, pounding their brains. Utilize these other coaches in their rooms. I kind of like that. You're like, hey, I can teach you this, but I'm not going to be able to teach you everything instead of, like, faking or acting like you can. Like, hey, you need to know about this. Do you, like, point them in a direction of somebody that can help them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do I do a lot with setting up tournaments. With more, I do more recommendations and referrals than anything else. Having kids, you know, check out this place or that coach or set them up with a college coach um, that fits their style. I do, I do more of that. Definitely you shouldn't stay in, in the same room and just learn from one system. I don't think that's uh, productive. All right, I just want to throw you one curveball. What is one piece of advice, whether it be wrestling mat or in life, that has stuck with you and now you teach that to the kids you work with? Ooh, don't buy anything you don't got the money for. I don't believe in getting into debt. So, um, yeah, I'm a big wrestling guy, but it's not the end all be all of the world. So sometimes I will throw a little, little quip in there about that, finances or retirement or saving. That's one thing if I had to, if I had to tell a younger me or any of these other kids, that's what I tell them. Kind of reminds me of a lyric from Jay-Z. Which one's that? What's more important than spending money at a strip club? Credit. <laughs> All right, too. He's <laughs> about right. I heard that on his song, The Story of OJ, and I yeah. think about that line all the time. Whenever I'm spending money on stupid stuff, I'm not the strip club kind of seer. But if I'm doing something stupid or thinking about like spending my money on, you know, randomness, I think about that. What's more important than spending your money on something stupid? Credit. Right. It's funny how you grew up like that, right? You learn. We, uh, all of our, the back of our t-shirts are always uh, quotes off different rap songs. Our first year, I still think is the best one. I want to. I want to bring it back. It's um, a vision without action is merely a dream. I think you can't go wrong with that either. Kevin Gates. You can dream about it all you want, but. Unless you're doing something, it's just going to be a dream. Truth. He is slowly or under the radar a philosopher. Yeah, for real. Um, we've used him three or four different times, so I, I like almost everything he puts out. Me too, me too. I was actually just listening to him a couple of days ago. There you go. Well, Gavin, 
definitely want to say we appreciate having you on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It's always cool talking with you. Wrestling, family life, school, some, you know, words of the wise. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for joining us on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Absolutely. And uh, if I could, Coach Rubholtz, I appreciate you uh, letting me have a couple of your kids for this weekend. You have uh, a pretty good team lined up for this year, and I hope you guys get to wrestle it. I hope they do, too. Like, I really want to see some wrestling. I'm telling you. Raphael Luster, we beat the 195 state champ last year. The only kid he lost to, Robbie Bates' only loss that year was Brock Neal. And Brock's cutting down a weight class this year. He's got a chance at a title. There's no other way to say it. Like, he needs a season. Is he a junior or a senior? He's a senior. This is his last go. Oh, yeah. They definitely have to have a season. I want to see Brock be Brock. Brandon, get up close for it. It's, uh, it's a sight. Definitely. I'll have to do that, no doubt. All right, I'll let you go, my friend. I don't know what would be worse, being hit by the winds and what looks like a tornado in Illinois right now. Skies are very black. It was like dark, dark, dark at like 4 o'clock, 3.30. Looked like it was 2 o'clock in the morning or something. Or getting taken down by my guest, Brock Neal from LaSalle, Peru, wrestler extraordinaire. How's it going, my man? What's up? How you doing? Yeah. I'm doing good. I saw some footage of your last events that just happened the 7th and 8th of November at the NHSCA Duels in Ocean City, Maryland. Man, you're a beast. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. Hopefully when I see you in person or something, you don't tackle me like you tackled dude (laughs) in the video that I saw. I don't know. I don't know. You don't get on my bad side and I might, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry, sir. Sorry. We'll start right there. I mean, talk to Gavin Kurtz, who is, I guess, the coach, the leader of Illinois Corn Stars out of Seneca. You wrestle with him, with them, and he compared you to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he keeps on messaging me and asking for, like, footage, and he's like, man, like, I really just want to, like, get this out there and just tell everybody that you're Brock Lesnar. And (laughs) it's just funny to me because it's obvious that I have, like, a more developed physique than other like kids my age like I've always been like a bigger kid I've always been like more muscular and that's I think it's part of like you know like my dad's a big guy and I I work out it's just funny because you know like looking at myself I've never I would never compare myself to Brock Lesnar and I think that um Gavin is just super serious about it and he's like no like you're like the biggest guy out there and it's just it's just super funny but Gavin's a great coach and yeah, he's been doing this Cornstar thing for a while now. He's really just kicked it off, and it, it's a good team. We brought a really solid team to Maryland. You know, usually we'll, we'll go to Virginia Beach, which is another event, which got canceled, though, this year. That was set for uh, around Memorial Day. They got pushed back, pushed around, and it finally just got canceled. And they had this tournament out in Maryland just kind of to uh, uh, make up for it, I'd say. I mean, he just put together, like, a crazy team. We just, we blew through everybody. It was awesome. You guys went 6-0, and correct? You were on the gold team. Yeah, yeah, I was on gold. He brought a gold team and a silver team. I'm not sure how the silver team uh, did overall. Um, I know they had some hammers because some, some of my buddies from, high, from LP were on the silver team. But, yeah, the gold team, we went 6-0. and How they did it was a little weird. Um, They had the days, so we wrestled two days, and they split them up, like an a.m., and then like a 
noon session and then like a later session in the night, just so with like the coronavirus and everything. So how it ended up happening was we would wrestle three days on the first day, three days on the second day. And if you won every duel on the first day, the pool that you get put into on the second day also is with teams that won, you know, went undefeated the first day. The first day, you might just get bad luck. You might run into a good team. But the second day, I mean, depending on how you did, and like in our instant, we went 3-0. So every team we wrestled the second day was good. You know, they were 3-0. Just like it didn't even matter. I mean, we just, we blew through everybody yet. And uh, I'm almost positive a team didn't, I don't think they scored more than 20, um, like, team points on us in any duel. Is it because you're Brock Lesnar? I think so. I think that might be it. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was an awesome time, and uh, we just really, like, put it together, man. The team was, you know, it was just full of young kids, all in the Midwest area, which is cool. You know, it was all, like, Illinois boys. We just went to Maryland, and we just got it done, you know, core stars, core stars for life. And uh, it was funny, actually, too, I'll bring this up, that uh, before I my first match, I was warming up, and there was actually, there was like a little kid, this guy was holding like this little kid, and he kept on pointing at me, and like, obviously I would like, I kind of like looked over my shoulder, you know, like I was trying to get in the zone, and this kid just kept on pointing at me, and the kid wanted me to like, I mean, he might have thought I was Brock Lesnar too, because he wanted me to like pose and stuff, and it was just like super, it was just like super funny, but. I ended up talking to the guy, and he was just amazed that we came from Chicago, and it was more of like a local thing, I guess. Like, I know there was some team, like, most of the teams were from the East Coast, but he was just, like, so surprised that we came and we, like, blew. He really thought, like, the, you know, the name was cool and that, like, uh, our singlets had, like, actual corn on it and stuff. And I just told him, I was like, yeah, it's like, just how we do it, you know, in the Midwest. I was like, we're just the corn stars. And it was just super funny, but... We do have a uh, quite the the rep, I'd say, because we're a rowdy team. If we get going, I mean, there's not a lot of people can hold us back. It, it gets a little rowdy sometimes. Gavin had mentioned a few times opponents kind of like running around or trying to move around the ring, and he's like, "I'm telling my guys to go at it. You're, we're here to yeah. wrestle. We're not here to run." <laughs> yeah, he tells us to put them on their heads. I mean, he says, you know, like you go at it, you get it done, and we were just embarrassing kids. I mean, it felt bad. I, I didn't feel bad, but, I mean, there's some of these kids, I mean, they're just getting, like, taken down, let up, taken down, let up, and we're just, like, you know, keep on pushing, pushing, pushing. We'll get to, like, the point of, like, an almost a tech foul, and then he's just like, all right, end it, and we'll pin him, and it's just, like, complete humiliation of, like, the other team. We just, we just blew past it. I don't think there was one team that could really hold up with us with the way that we pushed the pace and kept on wrestling, you know, going forward, we didn't back up, no backing up, just keep on going forward, going forward, you know, pushing the pace. And even if that means like pushing the kid out of bounds, like we would literally just like, you know, it's just all forward wrestling. And that's the best way to wrestle, to be honest, you know, the second you set back, you're opening up an opportunity for your opponent to shoot on you or to, you know, make some sort of movement that would benefit him more. He is just to, you know, keep pushing forward. And if you, you know, if you keep on pushing forward and you just go and, like I said, you push him out of bounds, realistically, like, that should be a, 
an indication of, to the ref that the person's stalling, and then you can actually just like you, you'll get award points for them stalling because they're not pushing the pace. How would you describe yourself as a wrestler? Are you a just an all in gonna try to tackle you kind of guy or? Yeah, pretty much. I've jumped around a lot with the weight classes, so it's kind of hard. I didn't like growing up, like going through middle school. I was always around the same weight, and I had like a kind of a. It was like a slow, just like strong, kind of slow, like wrestling style. And then when I was a freshman at LP, I dropped down to the 182 weight class, and I was forced not forced to, but I was kind of forced to like switch my style a little bit. You know, I had to be more fast-paced, just, like, on my feet more. And that's the style that I wrestle with now. It's, you know, it's a lot of, um, the at the weight I'm at, you don't, you'll see it often. You'll see, like, you know, kind of fast, like, fast-paced in motion. And I think it's important to, you know, wrestle fast, wrestle hard. And the key that I have, I mean, like, one of the strengths that I have is being so strong. I can, you know, I'm, I'm quick on my feet, but... I can powder your head and your face is going to go in the mat, you know? So it's just a, it's a good combination that I have. I think I like being a little more, I don't really know how to put it. I try to use my head as much as I can when I wrestle, you know, it's not only just like going out there and, you know, trying to pick somebody up and throw them on the ground and do this and do that. It's more, it's a lot of thinking, you know, it's every position that you put in, you have to think about, okay, like, can I do this? Can I do that? If I do this, what is it going to lead to? And then like, you really got to think about it. And if you don't, you can tell when you watch people that just wrestle and they just wrestle, you know, there's a difference. A lot of kids can do that. You know, they can go out and they just wrestle and they'll dominate, you know, but uh, for me, I like to make sure that the setups, you know, I'm thinking about my setups and then I get into like a new position, you know, attack and go forth. So I would say that I'm not Tasmanian devil out there. I'm not going crazy, (laughs) but I know that I'm like strong. I know that I'm fast, and I know that I can push the pace, and if you can't hold up, then, you know, you're just going to go to the ground. I'm glad you said the word think after you said head, because I'm like, well, you can't headbutt. What are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We've mentioned the word COVID-19 a couple times, or coronavirus, and, you know, we haven't really been doing contact sports since March. I mean, as soon as it's hit shut down state tournaments for basketball and now the only sports that have really been played on a high school level or youth level is golf or cross country where you're not as close so when it comes to wrestling were you worried or scared or had any effect or impact on you deciding to go to ocean city maryland and be in this tournament not so much with going to maryland no i wasn't too nervous um i think like the hardest part was and I know this wasn't only my issue either because a lot of the kids on the team also you know they were like we just can't practice you know it's hard to go to a tournament that has so much you know like the skill is just it's phenomenal I mean the kids that were there we didn't even get to go at best best teams there and I mean just the kids who wrestle I mean we wrestle a lot of hammers it's a lot of you know, wrestling is a lot of, it's not only like, it's it's everything, it's it's strength, it's speed, but you got to be able to last. Usually how it is, each period is two minutes. How it was in Maryland was a minute and a half. But either way, I mean, if you can't end that match within like, you know, the first or the second, 
you're, you're going to be wrestling for four and a half minutes. And it doesn't feel like four and a half minutes when you're in the moment. You know, it feels like you're there forever. By the end of the second period, you know, I'm gasping for air. I need to breathe. So I think that was one thing that was that kind of uh, affected, you know, a lot of the wrestlers was we can't practice. And I understand the, what's going on with the world right now is obviously it's a bad thing. You know, like we have to stay safe. And I understand, but it's tough because, you know, we don't really know where this is going to lead to. We got told that we would wrestle no matter what. The IHSA told us that they were going to, we're not going to miss our season. We're going to wrestle no matter what. And that eventually led to them saying that it was going to be a summer season. So we would start in April and in June, which is cool. You know, like that's fine if that's what it takes for us to wrestle. I generally just do not know how it's going to work. We've been in school for two weeks in person, and then we got shut down. You know, it's just like, if we're not even going to school, how are we going to have organized sport practices? It's a lot of confusion, I think, right now, but it's just, it's a tough, tough subject to to talk about, to even think about, you know, it's just, just have to, have to go with it. I know you said it's tough to talk about or think about, but I mean, you're a senior. This is your last go. Obviously, yeah. you want to wrestle. Obviously, you want to see your friends at school. How has it made you felt, you know, going through all this stuff? And, I mean, you're a senior in high school. I'm 35 years old. It's affecting us different ways. You're yeah. in, like, the building part of your life, though. So these are things that you're going to remember forever. It's a tough time right now because what should be the best year of my high school experience is easily you know, the most dreadful, the most stressing, the most, you know, it's just like a lot of isolation, I'd say. A lot of these kids, you know, we go to school with, they only have, you know, like their friends are when they go to school from 7.30 to 3.30. And, you know, that's where they have, you know, fun. Like that's where kids, you know, they talk to their friends. They see, you know, they sit down at lunch and, you know, you laugh your ass off, and I mean, that's just how it is. And without without being able to, like, go to school and, like, see, like, people, like, even I, like, I feel affected, you know, because I would say there's a group of kids that I really, like, you know, talk to over social media, but I still have friends that I see, that I would see in school that, you know, like, I might not text them, but when I see them at school, you know, I give them knocks and I, you know, we talk for, you know, whatever, in the hallway. You know, and that's, you don't have that now. It's just, it's tough to uh, be social unless you, you know, like you schedule like to hang out with somebody. I mean, even running into somebody at like Hy-Vee or like Walmart, it's just not how it used to be. You know, you have a mask on, you can't, you can't like see facial expressions. It's usually, it's just like a quick, like, bye-bye and, you know, you see, see another time. I agree, you know, like, I think that the whole shutdown is, is the right thing to do, you know, we have to keep everybody safe, that's the number one priority, but with school, I mean, it's, it's just a tough one, because this should be the best year of my high school experience, and like I said, it's just not, not even living up to it, you know, it's not even comparable to my last three years, but I think online school is beneficial in a way, because as bad as it sounds, we can cheat on school, we can do whatever we want, you know, if you don't want to go to school, you don't open your laptop, and I think a lot of kids that are, like, extremely unmotivated to go to school, like, you know, those kids that, like, when we were in school, they wouldn't show up. 
Like, do you really think they like they're putting in the time to open their laptop and get that done? Like, no, there's no way. If you're not really applying yourself, I mean, there's a good chance that you you're not gonna pass the school year. You know, they kind of made it that if you put like the most like minimum effort into school, you will pass. Like, they kind of like made the bar like that low for us. There's still those kids that are trying to get into like you know top schools that are might not even be in sports you know just like with academics that are trying to you know they're taking difficult classes and i feel bad for them because it's it's not easy i'm sure it's not easy i have one honors classes here and i stress out about that you know i can't imagine those kids that are in a full honor schedule trying to get this done on a laptop you know it's tough but the school year i mean it's just a mess right now and i'm not even too sure you know what's going to happen moving forward if we're gonna go into school or go to school in person or not it was funny too i was talking to one of my friends and i had uh, like a memory on facebook come up about homecoming last year and it was just crazy because you know homecoming wasn't even i didn't even hear like one person talk about homecoming this year it was just like out of the question no homecoming we probably won't have sadie's i know we won't have sadie's in the air i don't know prom is a little more important but uh it's just tough. It's just tough right now. It's a so at your home where you're doing school, did you do the same thing that professional sports leagues did and make cardboard cutouts of your friends and teachers and stuff and <laughs> build a classroom? Yeah, we should have. Should have. <laughs> that would have made it maybe a little more social. I've been talking to some cardboard cutouts, but but then your parents <laughs> would have came home from work and been like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Might have taken you to, like, the hospital to make sure your head was okay and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You talked about IHSA and wrestling and, you know, it's supposed to happen and it's getting pushed and then you don't yeah. know. I mean, you said, yeah, safety is definitely, definitely important. But when you're talking to like Connor Lorden, who is a LP teammate and is also on Illinois Cornstars and other guys like that. What are you guys saying? I mean, obviously you're trying to push for a season. As a athlete in high school, you know, if we're going in school, like keep your mask up, you know, like do this, like do everything correctly. So then we, at the end of the day, I think I'm almost positive we have to be in school to hit, to be like doing sports. Like I know you can do sports like outside of school, but like I think we have to you know, we probably have to be in school and we probably have to, you know, the, the environment has to be safe somehow. And um, I don't know. I think a lot of the a lot of the kids are, I mean, I know that a lot of the kids are upset because it's not something that you want to miss out on. You know, even if like Connor, I know Connor's, a, Connor's only a sophomore and I mean, he doesn't want to miss out on his season, even if he has two more, you know, coming up, he doesn't want to miss out. And you know, especially for the seniors, obviously it's just, it's a big deal. And there's a lot of kids, you know, I already committed. I committed to Lincoln College down in Lincoln, Illinois. And, um, I mean, I'm happy I committed because there's a chance, you know, we might not wrestle. And there, I know there's a lot of kids, you know, this, they might have been short of making it to state last year as a junior. And, like, senior years, you know, like, it's their time to shine. You know, they're going to make it to state. They might place, you know, that's going to get their name out. And it just might be a complete, you know, bust. That's what I would think, you know, when I think of the wrestling season. I mean, how many kids are, you know, were one match away from making it to state last year? And this year they, like, trained all year just to, like, you know, 
make up that one match, make it to state, you know, that might be their, their end goal of their whole high school wrestling career is make it to state and it might be taken away from, from something that at the end of the day, we can't control it. But there are things I think that we can do that help push towards this, a wrestling season or any season, to be exact. Committing to Lincoln, hopefully as a wrestler? Yep. So, <laughs> Good stuff. Why did yeah. you decide to go to Lincoln? I had quite a bit of offers, and I didn't get into D1. They were either D2, D3, or just like a junior college. So I think the reason why I ended up going with Lincoln, like the number one reason, was because the coach basically guaranteed me to wrestle. And he said, hey, listen, you know, I was like, they just transitioned into a four-year school. So they have the option, though, to you can go and you can get an associate's degree and you can wrestle for two years and use it as like a junior college because it was a junior college, but they just made it a four-year. So you can wrestle for two, you can wrestle for four. And the way that I see it is that there's nothing that I could... My dad's a crane operator. He's a local 150 crane operator. And I plan on you know, following in his footsteps and getting into the trades and, you know, becoming a, an operator, maybe not an operator, but going into the, you know, the local and working for the local. So there's nothing that I could really think of college wise as like a major that would help me towards that goal. And like, that's where a lot of the four year schools, you know, like we would go and visit a four year school and it was awesome. It was a great time. But then it's like the same thing is like, okay, what I really want to go to a four-year school, you know, spend a lot of money, get a, a degree with something that is not even going to really benefit me towards, like, you know, my career in life. So I just think that Lincoln, you know, they had a, I'm going to be studying arts, you know, just an, an, a basic associate's degree in arts. And it's just going to be two years of my life where I can, I can go, I can get a, a college degree, say that I have a college degree, wrestle for two years and be a starter on their team. He said that, you know, if I'm not starting my freshman year, I'm going to be a starter sophomore year. You know, that's all I want at the end of the day, just to be able to go somewhere and wrestle. I think that uh, that's the most important thing, especially if I was traveling. Like, why would I go across the country to a random D3 school that gave me a little scholarship and, you know, might not even wrestle, you know, because with the NCAA, I mean, a lot of those teams, they have to have, like, they're required to have, like, 60 kids on their roster. I might be the backup to the backup to the backup, and, you know, I'm not even wrestling. You know, what, what would be the point? So I think Lincoln was just an awesome fit for me, and the, the coaches were awesome. You know, they have a women's program, which is cool, too. So everybody's just connected in some way. You know, I just have a good time, two years years of my life to wrestle again and uh I, you know in high school i tore my acl twice along with like my mcl my meniscus i, did, I basically had the whole package done and uh i missed my sophomore season due to an acl tear uh toward an, in eighth grade wrestled my freshman year and went to play football leading into my sophomore tour playing football so i missed my sophomore year wrestling and then uh was able to wrestle again on my junior year last year. And then, like, this year, you know, it was up in the air. And it would be tough to miss this year. You know, when you put my seasons down on paper, and you might you might be able to watch me wrestle, and, you're, you know, you're like, wow, this kid, you know, he's experienced. He's, you know, 
and then you look at what I did in high school, and the list is small. The list is really small. You know, my freshman year, I wrestled varsity, went to Fresh Off State, got eighth place, missed my sophomore year, junior year, uh, did really good, uh, won conference, second place at regional sectionals, and made to state. But other than that, you know, if we don't wrestle this year, that's all I got. I have nothing to pack me up. So to be able to have like a coach, like, you know, reach out to me and say, hey, like, you know, we want you on our program, you know, it means a lot. So I think that was a reason why, you know, even D2 was like, had offers from D2, but yet again, a lot of those schools, like a lot of those big D2 schools were out of the option because I just simply don't have the stats to back it up. When you look out on paper, I've only wrestled for two years. So it's tough, and that's why I'm praying for a season this year. What are your stats? Your height and your poundage? Uh, six foot, 195. Is that kind of where you want to be? Ever think about getting bigger or smaller? I've been both ways, actually, yeah. I've been, uh, been up to 240, actually, last year. Got up to 240, and I was fat. I was fat and I was out of shape and I was lifting heavy, but I was out of shape and it was not a pretty sight. I was not, <laughs> it was not a, uh, an image of Brock Neal that would probably get a lot of chicks. Was, uh, <laughs> and you know, that's yeah. the most important thing. It's not about wrestling. It's yeah, about getting the chicks. Yeah. It was not pretty, but yeah, I'm comfortable with my weight now. Um, if I get lower than 195, I look like a skeleton. If I get any bigger, I just look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. So where I'm at now is comfortable. Good stuff, good stuff. That's what I was kind of getting at because I knew, you know, you'd been around different weight classes and stuff like that. Just want to know what you were most comfortable with. Well, being that you were once 240 and you're 195, that's still a good weight, and you've dropped weight, I mean, that's got to mean that you like food. I love food. I could eat. I could just eat and eat and eat. My girlfriend and I got tacos today, Mexican-style tacos. You know, I ate three. She's not even done with hers. And I'm just, like, looking at my plate, and I'm like, wow, like, I could just eat. I could probably eat just, like, 12 of these right now. I was just like, I could just keep on going. I always tell her, I say, that I could just, like, completely demolish a food eating contest, and I just know it. I've never done it, but I just know it. I just know I could just go into it and just destroy it. <laughs> Food is a big staple in my life, I'd say. So, obviously, talking about food, like food, we got to play a game called Rank 'em with food. Are you ready for this? Yep, I'm ready. Not only are we just going to talk about food, we are going to talk about food that you think you could win an eating contest with. I want you to rank five things in that frame of mind. Like, hey, my first option is going to be the one that I know I would dominate. And then the five would be the one that you think you would probably not win. And then everything else in the middle, okay? Okay. I'm excited about right. this one because I want to see what you think you could win in an eating contest. Right. So your five options are tacos, hot dogs, chicken wings, corn on the cob, or hamburgers. Okay. Number five has to be hot dogs because I just cannot. I, hot dogs are just such a no-go to me. Ever since we watched a documentary in foods class, hot dogs are just not it for me. So I would say number five would be hot dogs. Was that the documentary where they, like, dip the bun and the dog in, like, water to eat it? <laughs> no, I'm not sure what it was even called. It was basically just, like, how they 
process the food and stuff. It was gross. You know okay, how they let's make, like, move on. That, that just made my stomach turn. <laughs> okay, so hot dogs five. I'd say the middle would probably be hamburgers. I think hamburgers would be... Or no, I'm, I'm actually going to make hamburgers number four because I've ran into this problem before with hamburgers where you might be able to look at it and destroy it like in your head, just like, okay, like I'm going to get through this. But depending on how big that bun is, that bun is a big, big aspect in how fast you're going to eat it because I've had a hamburger with the, you know, like the meat's huge and the bun's huge and you get halfway through the bun and you're just like stuffed because it's just like so filling. So I'd have to say, I'd put that at four. I'd put the tacos we had what? We had tacos, corn, and what else? Tacos, wings. corn on the cob, and chicken wings. Okay. Corn on the cob would have to be third because whenever you eat corn on the cob, you get stuck in your teeth and it annoys me a lot. It annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. So I wouldn't be able to do that. But I would do, I think I would do tacos number one and chicken wings number two because the tacos, depending on if they're soft shell or they're soft shell, I can destroy them. If they're hard shell, that would probably fall further in the list. But for the sake of it, I would say soft shell tacos, I could eat probably 10 to 15 in less than, easily less than five minutes. You're going to have to pick it up. You're going to have to do better than that, Brock. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like the time frame. I mean, I like the tacos I ate today. I ate three tacos in like less than like, a minute you know one down one down one down it was just like so i'm not sure <laughs> i would have to try it out maybe i'll have to try it out sometime just try to eat as many tacos that i can as like in like two minutes or one minute maybe we'll have to set it up for an edge of your seat podcast eating competition yeah eating edition taco time taco tuesday <laughs> i like it i like it the funny thing is is it is tuesday so when it I- is yeah it is tuesday and we did have tacos so <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Brock, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Talk some wrestling, some food. Had a great time chatting with you, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a good time with you as well. I do not know if Edge of Your Seat Podcast is kind of like a fortune teller, can predict the future, but on November 9th, we had Gavin Kurtz on the podcast, and I had accidentally said, oh, you've been a head coach before at the high school level. Gavin was like, I have not been a high school coach at the head coaching position. We speak, and the very next day, that turns around. Gavin, what happened the next day after we talked? I got in contact with uh, a guy from PC Hall, um, son Russell's there. Said, hey, you know, uh, Coach Crewell had resigned because the the move to spring season wasn't going to work for him and his work schedule. So I called up the athletic director of Putnam County. So I'd like to throw my hat in the ring and move pretty quick from there. Athletic director at Putnam County is Chris Newsom. He's kind of a direct, let's get it done kind of guy. So I can bet that this was a quick decision and a quick move. I've never met the guy. Um, talked to him on the phone for, I don't know, 25 minutes and that was about it all. I don't know if that's his, uh, his milieu or what, but... Yeah, that's how it went down. What do you know about the Putnam County Hall wrestling team? Uh, not too much. Now they got Connor Brooker coming back. 
I know uh, there's a savage kid there. Um, we got a couple bigger guys. I, I don't know too many, too many of the kids. Being in Seneca and St. Bede, probably didn't run into him too often. No, we ran into him all the time. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm not a big guy. I remember names of the kids we wrestled against, I guess. I don't know. I hope you liked my uh, ironic tone there. I knew you guys seen him all the time because he got oh, okay. kind of the same, uh, you know, enrollment size, small town. Like, yeah, right I knew you guys seen door. Yeah, right next door, especially St. Bede. So I knew you guys seen each other a lot. Did you know uh, Jerry Creedwald personally or just kind of in passing? Uh, just in passing at the duels and uh, whatnot. When that... Um tornado came through here in Ottawa and knocked out the power for four days. I ran into him at a farm and fleet, but I don't really run into him or see him too often. Like how I introed this in, this is your first head coaching job at a high school level. You know, what's the excitement level from you getting this opportunity? Oh man, um, I, I can't even put that into words really. Um, something I think I'm ready for. Something uh, I'm really excited to jump into. With this uh, spring season, it's going to be a little weird. I don't know if we're going to have a state tournament or a state series. Uh, not getting to have tournaments. Um, it's going to be a, an interesting year to, to jump in as a head coach, I guess. Definitely. This COVID-19 era that we're in, it's kind of weird to do anything, but we got to keep moving, I guess. Got to keep pushing forward. Yeah, we're going to turn right back around and... Four months after that, it's going to be wrestling season again. So I personally like that. That's all I live for, but... Um, it's just going to be a weird feel. Whatever, adapt to overcome, right? Definitely, definitely. You live in Seneca, correct? No, I actually, uh, I look out my front door and see Ottawa High School. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So Ottawa to Granville, Putnam County High School is probably, what, 40 minutes for you? I'm going to guess about that, 35, 40 minutes. Um... I think I've only gone through the town maybe three, four times, so gonna have to get used to that route too. It is not hard to pass Granville. I like Granville, but it's not hard to pass it. Not even know you passed it. Yeah, I know my wife's family. Uh, my wife has some family over there, but yeah, I don't. We don't go to Granville too often. Unless there's a direct reason why you need to go to Granville, I don't think you would because it's kind of out, out of the way, out of in the middle of nowhere, sort of. Yeah, isn't there like a pumpkin patch out that way too or something? I think I think that's one my wife and I go to with the kids every year. Yeah, Bogios. Yep, yep, that's one. That's a good time, and that'd be like the only real reason to go there unless it's a high school event or something like that. Yeah, or family. Family, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so has it been discussed when you are allowed to meet the team? I know we just said we're in this weird COVID-19 thing, don't know when we're going to wrestle or if we're going to wrestle. Has there been any dates discussed or anything like that moving forward? No, there hasn't been yet. I'm actually uh, going to set up with Mr. Newsom and go in and tour the school and learn more about my responsibilities and what uh, what he expects of me, I guess. Get the keys. Um, I've met a couple of kids. Like I said, two or three. So, um, no, at that point, I'm just going to start putting a schedule together and getting after it. Connor Broker is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He was on as he qualified for state last year. That's got to be a good feeling for you knowing, you know, you have at least one or two. 
accomplished wrestlers, people to move forward and help you build the program as soon as you get there? Yeah, uh, I actually know Connor for the last three, four years. He trains out of the same uh, same club my kids are at, NWO and Sheridan, under Coach Martinez. So I'm pretty familiar with Connor. I'm really glad to get to work with him, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to use him as like a liaison between myself and the other athletes to uh, uh, help get him up to speed, get him ready for the season. I mean, we will be demanding a lot physically of these kids, so hopefully Connor will be able to tell them, hey, it's worth it. Let them know there's a method behind the madness. And use him as the icebreaker, kind of bridge the gap. Yeah, I, I, I hope he can do at least that. I'm sure he can. He's a good kid, good wrestler. He'll help. Yep. Yeah, I really like uh, Connor and uh, his dad, Jim. Couldn't be from a better family, so I'm excited. I have high hopes, high expectations. So you have coached youth wrestling for quite a long time, been an assistant coach for high school wrestling teams. What do you think is going to be the main difference or the main challenge for you moving forward as a head coach? Um, I'm going to say probably the admin side. Um, I've always kind of been a room coach. I run the practices. I kind of get the kids hyped up, um, get them in shape and ready to go. I'm not really the guy who uh, orders mat tape or makes a, a full-blown schedule with other schools. It's kind of never been my thing, so... Uh, hopefully I can get a good assistant to come help me out with that side of things and you know I get to learn some more things myself so just an ever growing process gonna have to expand your role a little bit right yeah that's fine I mean I, I've had enough practice at this you know what I mean it's not, it's not completely foreign to me now I know you have a work schedule as well does this coaching job interrupt that at all uh depends we'll see um, my vacation days for a reason, I suppose, but right now I'm on, I'm on third shift, so 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. I can definitely do practices, I can get into duels, as long as we're not stuck in Riverdale until 9 p.m., you know what I mean? I should be able to get back on time, get to work. Good stuff, good stuff. You should be all right. Yeah, I'm not too worried. Getting up, going to practice shouldn't be bad. Coming back, I'll still be home in time to have, have dinner with the kids and the wife. If they're not at practice, I'll open again. being in the spring instead of winter? Oh, I'm going to be completely out of my norm. I mean, it's, it's going to be super weird not being in layers, sliding around on buses, going to tournaments. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Walking outside and slipping on ice. I mean, all of it. It's just gonna, that, that part's just going to be weird for me. My birthday's going to be in the middle of the season. That's never happened before. When's your birthday? May 22nd, so right in Memorial Day area. Strange, right? Yeah, that'd be a different kind of birthday for you. It's just going to be a weird year. And kids like uh, like uh, Brooker, and I think Savage is a junior too. It'll be one year I'll have him for two seasons. We'll be in and out the door. Damn, man. Yeah, and it'll go by quick. Yeah, that, yeah that's just strange to me. It's strange. And I'm a big off-season guy, so it's going to happen to the off-season. 
Just a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yeah. And they have to stay flexible. I know. I know it's going to change ten more times. You know what I mean? Whatever the rules are, they're going to change again and maybe again and again. So at this point, you just got to stay malleable, I suppose. I'm glad you've been paying attention to how it's been working so far since this COVID-19, since this COVID-19, yeah, yeah, it has been insane the way the schedules or the, I guess, even mentality of what's going to happen changes from day to day, all day, every day, for like seven months. It really does. It really does. And wrestling people are starting to push back pretty hard. It's a weird year. It's just a weird year for sports, for academics, for everything. I do not appreciate it. I like routine. Routine in Illinois is just not a thing right now. <laughs> no, it can't be with the rules change every other day. Adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. For sure. For sure. Well, Gavin, congrats on the job. Like I said, I think uh, Edge of Your Seat podcast is like some fortune teller. Yeah, the next day, it's, I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, Brandon just put an omen on me. <laughs> Got some voodoo doll of Gavin somewhere sitting around. <laughs> I, I took out the voodoo doll and I was like, you will be a head coach. And then bam. Right. Well, I appreciate that, Brandon. Your wizardry. <laughs> For sure. And now that you're with Putnam County Hall, know a lot of the kids there will we'll have you on routinely and see if we can get some kids on here too to keep the wrestling love alive. Great news. I would love, love, love to push it. Big fan of uh, promoting the sport, especially in this area. It's growing like crazy. I don't want to be left behind. Love to keep the kids rolling with that. Promote the sport, promote the sport, promote the sport. Definitely. We won't leave you behind on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. You are officially a friend of the podcast. Oh, thanks, Brandon. <laughs> you are already my friend, but now you're a friend of the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Podcast has its own values and stuff too, you know. I was gonna say I can't wait to get the hat in the mail or something. Hey, that might be in the works. There you go. Got some corn star shirts for you. There we go. We'll just swap gear. There it is. All right, my friend. Thank you very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast for the second time. You're gonna be on twice in the same episode. Jeez, I'm excited to hear myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Yep.